Hello listeners, Kathy Lawless, Life Story Curator, bringing you the podcast series, How Did I Get Here? A series of interviews designed for people just starting out in their careers, people in transition or possibly feeling stuck, and giving them access to stories of people who've been there, done that, so that they might be inspired with some new ideas or maybe just comforted knowing they're not alone, that everyone starts somewhere and everyone goes through times of transition and times when they feel stuck. Today, I'm very excited to be interviewing Katie Brinkley, who is a social media strategist and fellow podcaster. That's how we got connected. So welcome, Katie. Thank you so much for having me, Kathy. So thank you for joining. And uh, I always like to kind of dive in with the uh, icebreaker questions before we get into what it means to be a social media strategist. So if you could give us a sense of where you grew up, how many kids in your family, and where you are in the birth order, and how you think that might have influenced you. Yeah, I am a Colorado native. I was born in Boulder, grew up in Littleton, went to college in Durango, and never really have had a reason to leave Colorado. I love it here. I am an only child, so those uh, stereotypes that go with youngest, oldest, and middle, I'm sure I have a little bit of all of those in me. And I'm sure that that's probably why I decided to go down the entrepreneur path, because I have a lot of great ideas that um, I think are, are uh, good and kind of like doing my own thing. Oh, you know, that's really interesting, thinking about that as an only child and then the connection to the entrepreneurship. Yeah. Because you kind of had to entertain yourself and... and uh, exactly. Yeah. Huh. I've not had someone say that before, so thank you for making that connection. Very cool. Well, I'm, I'm a Colorado native as well, and also found that there's no need to move out of the state. <laughs> it, it is beautiful here, and uh, unfortunately, the, the secret's out on how awesome it is here. But uh, again, I just can't imagine living anywhere else. Yeah. Well, so as a young person then growing up, uh, what did you, did you have sports, activities? What did you do to entertain yourself? Uh, you name the sport, and I'm sure that I did it. I was very, very active as a child. I did horseback riding. I did soccer, softball, tennis, swim lessons. Anything that kept me active, I 100% was all in on it. Uh, a lot of times I'd go straight from one activity to the next. Um, so it, I, life was full of sports and activities for me. I also had a really vivid imagination, so my parents had me in acting and modeling classes. So sometimes I'd go straight from a uh, fashion runway show at, at Macy's at Park Meadows straight to a, a softball game. So it was, always, it was always something to keep me entertained and keep me busy. And when I was really little, I started uh, radio shows in my bedroom, just letting the imagination fly, and I would host my own radio show, which probably got me interested in radio and podcasting at a very young age. Wow. You weren't kidding about being active and having <laughs> vivid imagination. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine starting a radio show uh, by myself. But you know what? I had sisters and I'm a middle child. And I realized one of my ahas after doing several interviews was that I think as that middle child, I didn't know what I wanted because I had an older sister kind of uh, telling me what I wanted to do because I was doing what she was doing, right? It's like, it was a very, um, very much a what it, you know, she was in charge of things and I was just there for the, uh, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've got two daughters and uh, I see it in full force between the two of them. The, the older one will be like, okay, now say this. And then the little one will say it. So <laughs> they're, they're out there playing away with their imagination, but my five-year-old is definitely running the show. Yeah. Well, very cool. So I can see very active. So uh, would you say you're an introvert or an extrovert? I would say I am an extrovert. I enjoy being uh, home here with my family, but I love going out and networking and meeting new people and hearing those stories and just trying to get as much uh, opportunities and see what life has to offer as possible. Kind of being out there. Yeah. Get your energy from, uh, from external and from others. Exactly. Okay, so we're going to shift gears just a little bit on a fun meter scale, one to five, one being couch potato and five being life of the party. Where would you put yourself? Probably I'm four or five. Uh, I, I love, like I said, I love talking with people and, and being with people. And uh, I organize neighborhood block parties throughout the summer and uh, always try and kind of get everyone out and, and engaging and uh, being a part of each other's community. Okay, so the instigator, the inviter. Yes, yes. Very cool, okay. And then on a same scale, one to five, where are you on taking risks? Ooh, probably a three. Uh, again, I, I like to try and say yes to as many opportunities as possible, but you'll, you'll never catch me skydiving or jumping out of an airplane. <laughs> so you're not an adrenaline junkie? <laughs> no, no, I, it, it takes a lot for me just to go on, uh, what is it, the Tower of Terror at, at Disney World? That, that takes a lot of uh, motivation to get me on that ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of those rides for me, I don't know if, if it's risk-taking, it's the um, motion. You know, I, I don't like the motion. I can get motion sickness, so. Yeah. But I'm sure it's also the risk-taking that <laughs> both. both are. <laughs> well, Katie, tell us a little bit about what it means to be a social media strategist, and then we'll get into how did I get here? Yeah, so social media strategy is really finding the purpose behind your social media content. So when you're on Facebook or Instagram or, or LinkedIn and you see an ad or you see a post from a business, most likely that was a social media manager or strategist uh, that was behind it. So a social media manager kind of creates all the content that for the business that you'll see, whereas social media strategists will kind of align the organic posts. So just the, the regular uh, posts on uh, whatever makes sense for your, for your company. So if it's a, a new, if you're a home builder in your, have a new home to show. And it, a organic post would be just, hey, look, we have a model 91 is open. Here's some pictures, blah, blah, blah. Where a social media ad would be a, a sponsored post, something that you can click on and it instantly takes you to the website. It instantly allows you to purchase the product. Um, so ads are a little bit different than, than the organic posts, but I manage all that kind of aspect of social media for businesses. Ah, I see. So there's um, a strategy of what's the right tool probably, but also what's the right message. Exactly. And as you've described, there's a difference between an ad versus maybe just an informational. Uh, yeah. Kind of, so. And okay. one of the things that I like to try to 
implement with with all my clients and and teach uh, people that I coach on this is just trying to make social media social. Uh, a lot of times, businesses will just be talking at you, and instead of talking with you, uh, I like to think of it as you know if you go to a party, and you spend all this time. To listening to someone talk about themselves and they never ask you like, well, how are you or what do you do? It can just get really, really boring all the time. So the biggest thing that I like to try to emphasize is making social media social again. Oh, I like that. I like that. And I get it versus being talked at versus feeling like I'm part of a conversation or exactly. in some way. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you've already shared a little bit about who you were growing up, but, um, is this what you wanted to be when you were a young girl? I mean, you started out kind of, sounds like radio was kind of a, a dream at one point, but um, you know, how did you get here? What did you want to be when you were a little girl? Well, I, social media wasn't around when I was a little girl. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> so this was never in my uh, dreams or, or wheelhouse. Uh, I, like I said, I sat at home, like with, if it was a rainy day and I couldn't go outside and play, I'd sit in my room, I had a microphone, and I would record radio shows. I did the commercials and everything. Um, so I always really had a passion for radio and uh, sports. So I went to school, I went to uh, Fort Lewis College in Durango, and I played softball there. But uh, it was a, it's a Division II school, so it was, it was great because it offered me a lot of opportunities. And when I went to college, I, I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do. I was thinking maybe hotel management because I love to travel, but I didn't really know. So my first two years, I was playing softball. I was taking just my regular undergrad type of courses. And the, the classes that I got the best grades in were all English. And there was a teacher who had... Um, I took whatever cl class she had to offer, I, I would sign up to, to take it because she was just such an amazing professor. And she was also in charge of the radio program. And my dad said to me, he's like, you know, you should really try and get more involved in the radio program. And I was like, well, dad, I, there's zero, literally zero time for me to do radio because of softball. And he kept pushing me, kept pushing me. And so I finally decided after my second year of playing softball to focus more on school and my education uh, and, and quit playing uh, for, the, for the team. So I, I left the softball team. I got a job at the admissions office where I gave tours of to the school. And I talked with that professor and she got me involved in the radio program and I just absolutely loved it. I started uh, with my own three hour show where I played music and talked on the air. And then as I've became more involved at the station. I then took on a music director role. And then I, my senior year, I was the news and program director. And it was just such a great opportunity and I loved it. Also, when I quit playing uh, softball, it allowed me the opportunity to go and see more of the other athletics uh, at the school. And I took on announcing for the football program and for the softball program. So I did the game announcing for them. Uh, I did the walk-up announcing for for all the softball players and played the little walk-up music and it was really great to still kind of be involved with the team in that aspect. I was able to get a uh, internship at 850 KOA uh, after my junior year and I always loved listening to Susie Wargen 
when I was in the car, like going to different softball tournaments throughout the state, we'd always be listening to 850K away because my dad loved uh, Dave Logan and Scott Hastings when they were doing the sports zoo and Susie Wardgen was a part of it. And I just thought it was so neat whenever she came on the air that there was this girl on the radio talking about sports. And so as I was becoming more involved with the radio station, I was like, man, maybe I could be like a Susie Wardgen. I could talk on the radio and be the, the girl uh, for, the, for sports out there because it's always men talking about sports on the radio. Maybe I could be the girl like Susie. And I got my, I got the internship there after I graduated from college. I got the job there as a uh, sports uh, reporter and I would go to the Rockies games and I'd go to Broncos training camp and get all these interviews. And it was my dream job or so I thought um, wow. until, it, until I figured out that there, there was, it's really hard to uh, make good money and, and be successful in it because there's such, it's such a small market. So I decided I would try and find a smaller market to go to where I could get more airtime. And in the meantime, I was looking at all these jobs. My friend came to me and she said, you should apply for, to be a flight attendant. And I said, flight attendant? Uh, that's not what I want to do at all. And she said, well, just be good at interview practice. And that took me, uh, I got the job as, as a flight attendant and that took me down a very different career path. And uh, yeah, it's, it's always kind of, I always had the, the bug for radio in, in my blood and- um, And you got to do it. Yeah, and I got to do it. And uh, it, it, it definitely was something that I was very passionate about. Um, but again, I, I wish I would have stuck with it a little bit longer, but I wouldn't change uh, anything for, for the time I had as a flight attendant because I got to see so much of the country and uh, you know, even Mexico and, and Costa Rica. Yeah. Wow. Those are two very different paths. Yeah, exactly. But I guess in a way your travel bug is kind of where you started in college when you said you were thinking about hotel or hospitality management, right? Because you were yeah. Well, I want to go back for just a second. You know, you mentioned you were playing softball. It sounds like, you know, did you have a softball scholarship? Is that what? Yeah. So I, I played softball and I, I got the scholarship for uh, my sophomore year. The first year was a, I was a walk-on. And uh, the coach invited me to, to come on as a walk-on. And uh, I got a scholarship for my second year. And then uh, my third year, like I said, my, I, I left the team after my second year because I just wanted to try and focus in on school and, and um, see how I could take classes to help my education. Yeah. Well, it sounded like you had to, in a way, you had to get off the field as a player to then be on the field as the announcer and the journalist and the interviewer. Exactly, uh, yeah. And it opened some doors for you to be a player probably and then and to know what it's like to be, you know, in those high stake in you know environment of an athlete, high yeah. pressure situations, etc. Wow. Yeah. And it, you know, it was great too because um like you said, I was able to get off and really off the field and be on on the sidelines, seeing it from a whole different perspective. And uh, I loved, like I said, I loved being able to, to do that and report on it and uh, talk with the players as a reporter. Yeah, very cool. Wow, okay, so then you, uh, how long were you then in radio and then how long as flight attendant? 
So I did the radio thing for three years, and then I did the flight attendant thing for seven years. Oh. Now, during this whole time, I this was kind of when MySpace, the social media platform, was really big. And uh-huh. I was helping just because I was working at the radio station, and I had a lot of, um, you know, different contacts. I was able to help a lot of bands kind of make their MySpace pages and, and uh, help them land different gigs and get their music out on the rate on different radio stations. So I was helping, I helped a, a couple punk bands, um, fallout boy and, and yellow card and, and thrice with their MySpaces and, and getting their music onto the college radio station and, uh, getting the, a lot of recognition for some of these smaller bands that ended up going pretty big, but I was all always just playing around on social media for free. <laughs> Oh yeah, just because you wanted to help them out and see what what uh, what you could do. Did you have marketing classes? I, I did not. Huh. I one hundred percent journalism, English uh, communications. Wow! And yet, because of your kind of love for radio and thinking about the audience, you think that was what was a like a natural strength for you then? Yeah, I I think that you know for me when I was the music director, I just wanted to get more bands to send us their music um, because it's, you know, it's a college radio station. It was the public radio station. And so we don't really pay for music. We just have to get people to send us their music for free. And so I was just constantly reaching out to bands and establishing relationships with them and saying, okay, well, Hey, what do you think? You know, if, you know, you, you send us your CD and some t-shirts, we'll, we'll do a giveaway. Would you guys like to come on the air and talk about, how you got started. And it was all, you know, these were smaller bands at the time. And so a lot of them just jumped on the opportunity for free publicity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But again, you didn't really have any formal training in this. This was just you knowing of what the goal is of the radio station and then building relationships was a way to do that. I mean, a lot of people don't understand the value of the building those relationships, but it seems like you do that at a fairly young age. Yeah. And I think, uh, one of the things is I've, I've always just liked seeing people succeed. Um, th- and that's probably why I, I did what I do now for free for so long because I was helping all these companies. I'm like, Oh, well, what do you mean you're not on, on my space yet? I'll do it for you. I'll just get you set up. It's going to help you, you know? So mm-hmm. it, I always have kind of had a, a passion for social media because I've seen the opportunities that it gives um, small businesses and smaller entrepreneurs and smaller bands, it, it gives you a voice and a platform to be heard that otherwise, before social media, I, it, it was a lot harder to really grow. Yeah, well, and you were probably, um, at that point, you were probably um, a user of MySpace yourself, right? So you yep. were at the right age range that this was something you knew was really cool. Then you're like, well, how do you leverage it? So if you know how it works and how you like to use it, then I'm guessing that made it easier for you to figure out, well, what, how to put stuff out there, put content out there. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so would you say you're kind of an early adopter of technology? I think I was a pretty early adopter of, of all the, the, the platforms, uh, MySpace, especially because Fort Lewis being a division two college, um, for some reason, my, uh, Facebook did not recognize uh, Fort Lewis as being a legit university. You had to have a approved college email address to sign up for Facebook back in the day. 
And I really wanted to be on Facebook and it wouldn't let me because it didn't recognize my Fort Lewis College email address as a legit university. So it wouldn't let me be a member of Facebook. So that's not dating how long I've been messing around on these platforms, these social media channels. <laughs> but again, I'm thinking back to your extrovertedness uh, and about what you said about you want to make social media um, you know, make it social. You're a very social person. So you're looking for how do those tools uh, gain you that. So well, okay. So you decide then to, uh, you know, you, you're, you're a flight attendant. You've been there seven years. What, what was the pivotal moment that made you shift gears again? Well, I went back and I was thinking, I was like, man, you know, I didn't even really want to be a flight attendant. I, I was supposed to be in radio. I was supposed to be the next Susie Borgen. Uh -huh. I, I totally got away from that. And the, the airline that I worked for had started making a lot of changes. They got bought out a couple times and it wasn't the same company that I originally began working for. And so you know, I was like, I don't really want to be a flight attendant at another company and, and start at the bottom. You know, I need to go back and reevaluate and think about what I want to do. And so I always have been doing social media and marketing. And so I started looking at different jobs in the sports world that were opening for, you know, the kind of marketing positions. And I got what I now thought was my next dream job. And I was the marketing manager for um, the uh, baseball team, uh, the Colorado Rockies baseball team television station. So I did all their social media. I got them up on Instagram. I got them on Twitter. I was doing media buys and, you know, helping create these graphics for billboards. And, you know, it was, it was a great, great opportunity and I loved my boss. My, I had the best boss and I had great coworkers. I had great perks and I was thinking, man, this is what I'm going to be in my life. And then my company got bought out and uh, by a bigger company and there were changes being made and uh, I was told that all marketing managers were going to be moved to us. So I could move to Atlanta or I could choose to be uh, laid off. And I was like, well, how am I supposed to be doing social media for a live television station when I'm in Atlanta? Yeah. And so I chose to be laid off, which I think was basically the, the outcome that they were expecting. Uh, but I chose to be laid off and I was like, man, now what the heck am I going to do? I just lost my dream job. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, I'm really good at social media. I really like social media what if I could just do social media? And so I started my company and I've been doing that now for over three and a half years, uh, just specializing in social media, digital marketing, website design, email campaign. It's, it's definitely, I, I, again, I have my third dream job. I've, I've been lucky to have so many dream jobs, but it's, it's absolutely great. I love working hard on it and spending the hours on it. Um, because it's something I'm passionate about. Well, yeah, and now you're the boss, right? So you don't have to worry about someone coming in and purchasing uh, the organization and changing everything up. Exactly. Well, I guess unless you decide that you want to sell your business at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then you're part of the decision-making of, of how that transaction happens versus just 
just learning about it in the Monday morning memo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and spending, you know, two hours on a all, all hands on deck conference call that doesn't pertain to you. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how have you, um, how has it been transitioning into entrepreneurial? You mentioned as a, you know, being an only child that you kind of think this sets you up well. Has it been an easy transition or has it been, have you had some challenges? I, you know, that's a great question. And I think that it's been both. There's been a ton of nights where I've woken up at 1.30 in the morning and I don't fall back asleep until four because I'm thinking about all the things I need to do and I should have just gotten up and done them because I spent two and a half hours thinking about it. But there's, there's been so much of that, but it's so rewarding when to, to see my company grow and to see like, man, you know, I can't believe like that's, that was kind of the uh, kind of graphic that I used to create. Look at the graphics I'm creating now. It's, it's been rewarding to be an entrepreneur and see, you know, how my company has taken shape and uh, the services I'm able to offer now, but it's also been scary because there, like I said, I was a journalism, you know, English major. I took a ton of, you know, reading and writing classes, any business classes. And so it's, it's been hard to kind of figure out the business aspect, but it's been so rewarding to be like, oh, well, oh, you do this. And yeah, oh, that's a great idea. I never even thought about that. Um, so it's been great to, to learn and, uh, and grow as an entrepreneur. And I really don't know if I could ever go back to uh, a corporate job after being my own boss for so long. <laughs> and and it sounds like this is such a good fit for you. Yeah. If it wasn't a good fit, then maybe it would be easier to go back. But it sounds like, no, this is a really good fit. Yeah. So I what, that, oh, go ahead. I was just, what kind of um, training or um, new skills then did you develop? You mentioned the business aspect of it, but then I also heard you mention that you know some of your graphic design which you hadn't mentioned having any training in either of those areas so is that something you either hired someone to help with or just now you again those are kind of just some strengths that you have well one of the things i try to do every year is give myself goals and i i think that it's really kind of helped me grow as a as a business and uh, as a social media strategist is establishing these goals and I know what needs to be done to to be successful and make my my clients look their best and so if I need to be able to create gra better graphics then I need to learn I need to learn Photoshop and I need to learn some of these other platforms and if I really get to that next level, I need to afford to have a graphic designer on my team so that if there's stuff that I can't do and that needs to be that high level work, I have a graphic designer on my team. If I have a client that they want a full package, they need a website to go and a brand, like they need a whole new logo, they need fonts, they need colors. I have people that I have on a team to really kind of make their, my the best possible product so that way my job for social media is just going to look 10 times better and so I've spent a lot of time uh, I'm doing different courses so I've, I know Photoshop now I know WordPress now I know a lot a lot of different tools and how to use them 
but if I in my ability uh, and, and budget to bring on people that are better than me at those uh, tasks, I absolutely utilize them because if they do great work creating this website, it's just going to make what I do on social media look even better. Yeah. So you, you bring probably the strategy, you wear the strategy hat first and then look at, well, do you yourself have the level of expertise or do you need to go to that next level up maybe for whatever that client needs? Yeah. And I mean, I, I definitely try and go, I go to at least two social media conferences a year. I try to go to uh, networking events every other month. Um, so just to try and learn the latest trends and stay on top of, you know, what other people are doing. And because I think if you if you try to stop learning, especially as an entrepreneur, other people are going to surpass you and, and do things that you're not. And they're going to end up getting the new clients. Yeah. So you keep investing in yourself, learning and growing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So any, um, you've mentioned a couple times, like your, your dad encouraged you to really get into the radio, your friend encouraged you to get into the airlines. What, what other mentors or key people have you had influencing in your life? Oh man, I, I think that my boss at uh, the, the television station, she was, she was such a great boss and, um, she really believed in, in me and gave me a lot of opportunities. And I think that she was just as devastated as I was when I was uh, laid off, you know, and, you know, I kind of told her what I was thinking about and she was the biggest supporter in it. And she's like, gosh, I would just love to see you do the social media as your job. That would be so great because you'd be so good at it. Um, so she was really a, a big supporter uh, Susie Virgin was a, a very big mentor when I was at the radio station. Andy Lindahl, he still helps me. Um, when I decided to start my podcast, he, you know, helped me with different, you know, programs to use and different microphones to look at and different strategies to use for, for interviews. And, you know, cause it's been a while since I'd been doing interviews and he's still out there helping me. If I ever have questions, he's willing to pick up the phone and, and, talk me through an idea. Um, so I've had a lot of help uh, along the way. And uh, I think that it's been great having that support system um, to, to really kind of believe in myself as that I could, that I could be an entrepreneur and that I, I could be successful with this social media business. Yeah, it always helps when you have someone that you respect like that boss that you were admiring give you those words of encouragement because uh, you need that, right? Because it's hard. And, yeah. and, and you don't know exactly what you're doing. You know you, you have a general idea, but it's, yeah, it's the, now the selling, the finding the clients, retaining clients, a lot of decision-making. So very cool. And yes. then you mentioned uh, Susie Wargen. You know, you sounded like that was um, someone that you had admired, and then you got to meet her, and then she got to be your mentor. So what was that like? It was, it was huge have been when I went to the, the interview and she was actually the one conducting the interview it was hard not to just be like oh my gosh I, I'm meeting Susie Wargen uh, but she's <laughs> just like she's just like you and me she's a regular person and um, you know we're, we're we still talk to each other and you know she's 
when I left the television station, you know, she was like, if you ever need any you know, references or referrals, you know, just reach out to me. And it's so great that we still have that kind of relationship to, you know, to, to build on. And if I did, did ever need help or have any questions, she was just a phone call or a text message away. Yeah. And I think that that's been, that I'd love to be able to uh, thank a lot of these people for their support, because I'm sure if a lot of them don't really think anything of it, but it, it has meant the world having, you know, the support of people that you look up to. Yeah. Well, and it's funny, they probably don't know. They're just like, well, I was just doing my job and you were, you know, talented and, and ambitious and I was willing to help you out and I'm so glad, but they don't really realize maybe the impact that they had on you. Yeah. Well, it's really cool. You mentioned earlier too about that, you know, she was the the woman in sports, the woman on the radio, you know, could you be her? And it's great when you have a role model that you can see. I, I was part of a women's leadership group and one of the, one of our, you know, kind of sayings or themes was if you can see it, you can be it. And if you don't have a woman role model many times, it's hard to see yourself in a role um, when it's, if all the roles are males and you're kind of like, oh, well, I guess I could be like him or I'd like to do that, but you know, is it is it doable? But it's great when you do have a role model, you can see it can be done. It gives you a little bit more hope. Oh, and absolutely. And like I said, I my dad loved listening to 850 KOA on the way to all of our softball tournaments throughout the state. And you know, talk radio can get pretty droll listening to all these male voices talk all the time. And it was just, I remember every time that she would come on, she was. Susie Wargin, the sports chick. I'd be like, oh, yes, you know, and such a great change of pace. And I just loved her energy and the fact that it was a girl talking about football mm -hmm. because I loved football too, but it was always men talking about it. And, you know, it was, it was just so to, to have that, that female voice and to one, be able to meet her and two, then to have her mentor me. And it was very impactful. Wow, very cool. I can't, I can't imagine having such an icon growing up and then meeting that person. I, um, I got connected to Susie from a friend because I wanted her to uh, be on my show. And I haven't, we, she agreed, but we haven't been able to figure out a date yet. So I'm not, now I'm going to have to send her a note that says, hey, I just met a, you know, a friend of yours and someone you know. So let's get, yeah. let's do this. <laughs> yeah, Kaylee, you just had on. So, um, what caused you to start your podcast? You started talking a little bit about microphones and that there was a, a gentleman that got you inspired in that way. Um, is that part of your social media strategy for yourself? It's both. So I mentioned earlier that one of the things that I, I can't stand is on social media, it's just seeing so many businesses do it wrong. And uh, when there's, they have the right idea, but they've just been told to do it the wrong way, or maybe they're a small business. And so they're just doing the social media and they're just talking at people like, Hey, look at this sell, buy from us. You know, what, what are you giving back to me? Why should I with you? And so I've wanted to do a podcast for a long time. It was one of my 2020 goals was to actually pick up a podcast and do it. And so I, I wanted, I didn't know what what I would talk about. And uh, I ended up talking with uh, my business coach and some of my other entrepreneurial um, associates and 
they said, you know, social media, you should talk about social media and how it's affecting small businesses. So I decided to pick up the podcast and start talking about social practices and uh, best ways that you can be social on and talking to other small businesses in Denver to try and kind of learn what they're, how they got there, a lot like what you do with, with, with this show. And because there's, there's been so many people that have been beneficial for me and have shared advice or have gone, let me buy them a cup of coffee and hearing their stories of how they decided to start business and some of the struggles that they've learned along the way or some of the challenges or best advice that they had really make a difference um, for a lot, of, a lot of entrepreneurs and small businesses that are just starting out. You might never think to, as a business, as a coffee shop, to go and join a Facebook group where your coffee shop is located, like in that community. But it's a brilliant strategy because you immerse themself, yourself right into that Facebook group's community and you can be like, hey, we're your local coffee shop. You know, buy coffee from us. You want to see breakfast burritos on the menu? Okay, you told us on Facebook that's what you want. So breakfast burritos will be on the menu. And I, I think that there are really good tips out there that other small businesses could use and utilize. And I want to be able to see people bring the social back to social media. Wow, that, uh, that covers a lot there. So would you say your audience <laughs> would be um, a small business person that is a do-it-yourselfer and then also maybe someone who's in the social media space? Yeah, I, I think that it, it's a mix with other small businesses you know, we'll, we'll probably find the podcast beneficial to, to learn some markets. And, you know, I hope that other social media people listen and try and start implementing some of these strategies because again, like, like I said, it's, it's hard to be at a, a party where only one person talks the whole time and then leaves the party before you get to answer any other questions. <laughs> yeah. They're off to the, the, uh, the food table before you're like, well, wait a minute. Don't you, don't you want to hear about me? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Well, very cool. What, what have you most enjoyed about um, doing your podcast? The stories. It's been great to hear how people have started their companies and what they are doing um, or have done to remain relevant and, and find success. It's, it's a, most people I've, I've learned, you know, are, are kind of like me and they, they never expected an entrepreneur, and they've had to learn a lot of things along the way. And uh, it be, there's a lot of questions like accounting or, or, or hiring or, you know, taxes or, or, or whatever. And the, there's ways that you can find help for, for all of those questions. And I'm, I hope that the, the podcast brings some answers um, to, to the listeners that like, hey, you're yeah, a lot of people have trouble with accounting. Here's a good tip that you can use. Or are you not seeing success on social media? This is why. Make this make this change. And who knows what will happen. Well, yeah, I'm guessing some of the stories that you glean, too, are great stories or great content for their social media. Yeah, a lot of it is about where they're from, how they got started, and, uh, you know, what what some of the best advice is that they've learned along the way because 
it entrepreneur, the small business, it's being a business owner. It's, it is a journey. It is not a, you know, you see those, you know, a million, you make a million dollars in uh, a year. That's, that's not common. No, no, it's not. And, and yeah, there's all kinds of books out about it, all kinds of interviews, but it's, yeah, I uh, have had kind of a, a, a fairly big struggle with, with leaving a corporate, you know, role uh, moving into the entrepreneurial and there's, you know, a variety of things I've shared over time, but it's, yeah, it's not easy. And it's also very, um, at times can be very lonely if you are like working in teams and connecting with people. And so that's, that's another reason I started my podcast was that whole connection of people in the stories. So we kind of share that, uh, that uh, similar goal. So Absolutely. Well, I, tell you, I could chat with you all afternoon and just start picking your brain even further about this, but we probably ought to wrap up for today. And uh, maybe what we do is, is schedule about six months from now, I go back through some of these first interviews and interview people again and find out, well, where are you now? You know, how did I get here now? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that sounds like a great idea. And uh, it, thank you so much for having me on the show today. Well, thank you for being here. As, as we start to wrap up then, Share with us, if you would, what you think maybe was a characteristic of yours over the years, if you see a theme or a pattern that you think may have really served you, something that, you know, if a listener who might be stuck or in transition, that they could go, oh, I never thought about, you know, looking at those things in my life, and that might be a way to get unstuck for myself. But if you do have like a characteristic you think really served you? I think that the, the biggest thing that served me is again, just how active I was as a child, I don't stop. And I think that as a small business or as an entrepreneur, that's one of the things that really helps because you can't ever just, just stop. Uh, I mean, I was still crafting, you know, social media posts and working on it, checking ads and stuff when, after I you know, gave birth to my second child in the hospital, you know? So, I mean, like, it's one of those things where I, I know I have a, a strong drive and um, I want to, I want to be successful and I want to see my clients be successful. And unfortunately, a lot of times it, it means working really, really late, never really taking a, a true vacation. Um, but I really, I don't think I would have it any other way. And I think that it's, it's a lot of it is because as a kid, my, my parents always had me on the go. So just being sedentary and staying still is not, uh, it's not in my blood. I, I, okay, I have some downtime. What can I do to be efficient or effective yeah, since I do have it? And productive and um, yeah. And it sounds like, but we wanted to land it in the social media space. Um, you're, you're doing what you love even yes. though, yeah, so yeah, and you're helping people and you're serving people and, and helping them grow. So it's got to be very rewarding. It is. It's, it's extremely rewarding. And like I said, I, I thought I've had my, my dream job two times before and um, they were the dream job for that age uh, and that phase of my life. But right now, this is, I, I love going to work every day. I love my clients. I love that I can, you know, Take, take my daughter to and from school and uh, be there for her events and still have my business and get the right message out to, out to the public. Yeah. 
So you have the flexibility of the schedule, but also the, the love of what you're doing. So it, yeah, well, I'm, um, I'm very pleased to hear about the, all these dream jobs. I don't know that I really knew that I had dream jobs. Um, <laughs> I do look back on certain jobs and go, oh, I was definitely right place, right time in the zone. Uh, but yeah. I don't know if I knew it at the time. And so I really admire that you, you're acknowledging it while you're in that zone, because I do think that leads for uh, greater satisfaction and joy and pride. And you're not chasing something. You're just really, um, you know, you're setting goals for yourself, but you're not feeling like you're chasing or trying to climb a ladder or, um, you know, get recognized in a different way. You're really just doing what you do really, really well. Yeah. And um, like I said, I mean, I've, I've been a sports reporter at a radio station working for my idol. I've been a flight attendant and I got to see the country and it was perfect for when I was in my twenties and I got to work at a, you know, the television station for the Rockies. I got to go watch Rockies games on my lunch break. And I had an amazing boss there that believed in me. And, you know, it's, I think all this has evolved into, you know, the way I am today and the, the job that I have and the way that I try to conduct my business. Well, I'm definitely seeing you as a role model and I'm sure your daughters when, when they're old enough or maybe they already see you in that way. So thank well, you for all that you're doing and thank you for sharing your story. I think you're gonna really um, move, touch and, and inspire some folks who maybe are just starting out um, or maybe someone who's in, you know, in transition or stuck and go, oh, well, maybe I should shift gears and maybe move over here. Maybe that friend's been, you know, you know, planting that seed and they've been ignoring it and they should just take that friend's advice and, and move forward in a different way. So yeah, you never, you never know what happens with, if you always say no. Yeah. <laughs> Cause things stay the same. I guess exactly. you, know, you know, what you don't know is where yes will take you. So great message. Great message. Exactly. Okay, yeah, I, I could keep talking to you all afternoon, but we do have to wrap up at some point. So um, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for having me. And listeners, if you enjoyed today's interview, please subscribe below and then you'll be alerted for other interviews as they come forward. If you have any questions for me or for Katie, please post them on my website, lifestorycurator.com. And when I post her interview, I'll also post her social media contacts and, and ways to get a hold of her. But you can also you know, post anything for me to get to her as well. So on that note, uh, Katie, you have a great day. And listeners, you have a great day. And everybody stay safe and stay well.